from the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you're going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle. My name is Kevin Wilson. I've got Kyle Winslow here uh, in the Thinking Out Loud studios with me, and we are so excited to be back with you guys for another week. And last time we were together, we had just an awesome show uh, with Mary Toko. She is an international speaker and author. She's an expert on vaccines, and we're excited to have her back for this show. And so we'll be getting into some of your questions uh, in the next few minutes here. Many of you wrote us and just said, hey, can you ask this question? We've got some of our own questions as well, and I think you'll have a well-rounded you of all of the things we've talked about by the end of this show. So we're excited to be a part of it. Yeah. And uh, I know we're going to get into our audience's questions as it pertains to vaccines. I'm excited for it. But Kev, I got a quick question for you. Yes, sir. So we've learned a little bit about you and your dislike of certain foods and things like that. Uh, Just coming out of the quarantine, we had some things that we weren't able to do anymore. So I got a question. If, if If you had to pick one, if if you weren't able to watch television for the rest of your life, or you had to go without junk food for the rest of your life. Now, junk food does mean Chick-fil-A. As glorious <laughs> as that is, Chick-fil-A's got to go. Yeah, so okay. is it television that has to go, or is it junk food that has to go for the rest of your life? Ooh. So, any, like, so most people who know me well know that that is a very easy answer to that question. It would definitely be television. I do not like television. Netflix counts. Netflix counts. I, you know what? (laughs) I have tried to convince my wife for years to get rid of our TV. I, and listen, I don't get me wrong. I have, I'm a documentary guy. So I love documentaries. I love learning. So for me, it's usually some type of educational TV. Yeah. Do I watch some, some of the other shows and stuff like that? Sure. And I love to sit down in the evening to, you know, sit down with my wife or, you know, watch a fun kids show or something with my kids. I love it, but it's not something that I need. Funny note about me for our listeners is one of the reasons why I can say this is I didn't grow up with a television. I did not have a television growing up as a child. So uh, (laughs) not having a television growing up as a child has made it easier for me today to not need it. So I'd rather read a book, but, uh, (laughs) but there's some fun stuff on there. And, uh, and so I do enjoy it, but I could certainly live without it tomorrow. Uh, I could get rid of it. So no issues there. Uh, what about you, Kyle? You, you, oh, I love food. So you can <laughs> <Okay>. take the <your> television <laughs> flat out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need oh, food. I love, yeah. That's a funny question. Uh, because of me and my TV, a type of thoughts, but awesome. <laughs> well, well, we are. Again, excited to have Mary Toko back with us. And again, Mary Toko has been in the natural health care field for over 40 years. She's spent many years working in the holistic, uh, functional medicine, and chiropractic health field. Mary is working as a natural health advocate for people who want to improve their health uh, by consultation. Uh, Mary is the vice president uh, for the Foundation for Pediatric Health. Uh, She's also the co-founder of the American Chiropractic Autism Board. She is also on the board of directors for WAVE, the World Association for Vaccine Education. And uh, Mary Toko joins us now. Welcome back to the show, Mary. Great to be back with you, Kevin. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. And so last time we talked about a myriad of things, and I know that our audience was appreciative of that. And so... On this show, what I'd love to do is just, you know, get some questions answered. A lot of people have questions. 
some of our listeners have sent some questions in, and I know Kyle and I have some questions of our own. So I'm just going to kick it off by just asking you one of the questions that was sent to us by a listener. And I know in the last show, you hit on this a little bit, but is there a link between vaccines and allergies, uh, even things like anxiety, depression, asthma, eczema, all of those type of things? Is there a link between those things? Well, when you get a vaccine, you're injecting foreign products into the human body. They don't just stay where you inject them. They get picked up by that inner system, that system of, of fluid that literally transfers whatever was just injected around the whole body, depending upon the child, depending upon their immune system, their age, how developed they are, can determine how that vaccine affects them. So yes, all of those things you mentioned, um, even in the vaccine literature, and what is called their, um, it's the insert that comes with vaccines, they admit that they can lead to many of those problems. I'll mm-hmm. give you a perfect example of something that was not around when I was a child. You might remember eating lots of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, one of 11 kids, peanut butter and jelly was a standard staple in our house. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I usually went to school with those every day. And I never knew anybody who had a peanut allergy. Did you know anybody as a child who had a peanut allergy where if they got exposed to peanut oil, they would go into anaphylactic shock and die? Right. Yeah. Nope. Well, is it just bad luck that all of a sudden we have a, a whole generation of children who have peanut allergies? Yeah. I think not. Right. And that's because, remember I, I mentioned the word adjuvants. Adjuvants <clears throat> are put in the vaccines to turbocharge them to cause an ongoing mm-hmm. immune reaction. Well, we have an adjuvant called adjuvant 65, and it is a derivative of peanut oil. Mm. And it is in many, many, many vaccines. Mm, and they wow. started using it oh, probably in the 60s. So what? So when we eat peanut butter, it's meant to go in our mouth, into our digestive system, where we assimilate it, absorb it, digest it, whatever, and then we get rid of waste, right? It's sure. meant to be in our mouth and in our digestive system. When you inject it, you're bypassing that system. You're putting a food product into the arm or the thigh of a child which many times gets picked up in the blood, and if not, it gets picked up in that, that, that fluid system of the body, and it does not belong there. Mm. Food products do not belong in the muscle tissue. They belong in the gut. So let's say a baby goes in and they get their first set of vaccines at two months and they get a little bit of peanut oil. No big deal, no big reaction. Then they go on for their next set and they get a little bit more peanut oil with some aluminum and phenol and acetone or formaldehyde, and no big deal. The baby's not eating peanuts. But let's say the baby then at the age of one, mom says, let's give the baby a little, a little bit of peanut butter on a cracker or something. And that baby eats the peanut butter and all of a sudden they have a body rash from head to toe um, or they go into anaphylactic shock or they have an asthma attack. And of course, mom and dad don't know it could be the peanut oil that they were injected with. Mm-hmm. They go to the doctor. The doctor gives them some sort of antihistamine and says, we don't know what it is. Your child, you, know, you gave your child some peanut butter. Maybe your child has an you know, allergic reaction, whatever. And they forget about it. And then the baby goes back again, gets more vaccines with peanut oil. And then they end up having a massive reaction next time they eat peanuts or peanut oil of any kind. And all of a sudden now they're not just allergic to peanuts. They're allergic to trees that have nuts on them. Mm. You mm. see, that's called right. an autoimmune. Right. That's called inappropriate right. autoimmune reaction. That's called autoimmunity issues. And I guarantee you it's coming from the vaccinations. Right. You know, that you know, that's crazy because that is something that I had talked to my wife about many times. Is I've said I don't remember when I was a kid in school. Now that wasn't too terribly long ago, by the way, Kyle. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in when I was in in school, I don't remember kids having all of these allergies. Like there was no notes. To the, all the parents that said, hey, don't let your kid bring in peanut butter. Don't let your kid, you know, all of these type of things. It All of a sudden now, like there's all of these things kids can't bring in because, you know, somebody might have an allergy. And, uh, you know, myself, I'm allergic to all kinds of things, including chocolate, which is awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know majority of the food products that you're thinking about eggs, dairy, wheat, chocolate, um, uh, antibiotics, all of these things can be found in vaccines. 
And again, they don't belong in the blood system or in the human muscle tissue. They belong in the gut. So as far as I'm concerned, you can thank vaccinations for all of this epidemic of children who are suffering with autoimmune problems and allergies, including asthma, seizure disorders. I mean, all of this affects the brain. It affects the gut. And many of the things that are in vaccines cause leaky gut syndrome, Mm. which then means the products that you're eating can particles or proteins of that can leak into the, into the uh, body and cause Mm -hmm. further um, uh, immune issues. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. Yes. Wow. Um, Another question from a listener. um, What is the correlation in autoimmune and childhood cancers, gender identity confusion, when we inject someone else's fragmented DNA into our children? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, it's actually two questions. Okay. It is a known fact that polio vaccinations were contaminated with cancer viruses. We can go all the way back, and again, all this is covered in my DVD. I show you the facts that the, the polio vaccinations that millions and millions of Americans got were contaminated with cancer. And it was well documented in a book called Dr. Mary's Monkeys. And back then they knew, they knew they were contaminated, um, but they didn't care. They had a mission. Uh, mm. President Roosevelt said, we need, to, we need to have a war against polio. He unfortunately had polio. And so we know that children today are having cancers of the brain. Uh, uh, the, the simian is called simian virus 40 is another one. It's a cancer-causing virus that was found in polio vaccines. It's causing bone, brain, and lung cancers of children today. Mm. So vaccinations are contaminated with cancer viruses. Absolutely. You mentioned gender confusion. A lot of the things that are put into vaccinations can cause hormone disruption. Right. When a child is developing the first 10, 12, 14 years of life, their hormones are always fluctuating. They're always doing different things. And, and of course, boys are different than girls. There's mm-hmm. a lot of research that when boy is high in testosterone and goes in for vaccines, there is actually something that stops his brain from detoxing the toxins. The testosterone blocks it somehow. That's one problem. We are giving girls and boys boys, uh, at the age of 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, all the way up to 20, we're giving them a Gargisil cancer vaccine right now. Mm. That cancer vaccine, I believe, in my opinion, is actually causing infertility. It's causing ovarian failure in girls, and it's causing problems in boys. I have met young girls personally who got that vaccination and had genital warts all over their body. Oh my! After gosh. getting it, yes. Oh my! So, cancer is a true issue. We're getting it from the vaccines. Again, I believe that there are other causes. I believe we live in a very toxic environment. We have chemicals coming through our air. We have chemicals in our water. We have all kinds of we have you know all kinds of issues in our environment that can also lead to cancers. Right. And and so it's not just the vaccines, but vaccines are the number one thing we do to children the day they're born, and the first. 10, 12, 15 years of their life. Mm. Right. And so here's a question that I have for you, because now I'm like, so, okay, I'm educating myself even on this show as far as vaccines go. So maybe I've gone to the part, to the side where I'm like, you know what, maybe I won't vaccinate my kids from this point on. But now I'm thinking, okay, but what about the polio pandemics and the vaccines that we get so, like, the way I believe is, well, because I don't want my kids to end up getting polio. We eradicated that. So can you, can you hit on that a little bit? Like what would be the reason? Not, I mean, I, I see the reason not to get polio or, or the, the vaccine for that, but now what is the, is there a negative effect for not doing that? And I think with every buddy's mind, it's the risk versus the benefit ratio. We're all looking at that. Right. Let's back up a little bit. I had the measles. I had the mumps. I had the chicken pox. I probably had roseola. I probably had rheumatic fever. I had all kinds of problems as a child, and there were no vaccines for them at that time. Mm-hmm. I did not know one person that died from those you know, illnesses. Everybody got them. In fact, when my mom found out that a neighbor had chicken pox, she would take the youngest ones over, and we would have what is called a chicken pox party. Our goal was to get everybody exposed when they were young, because these are illnesses that are, you're meant to have when you're young. In the process of having these illnesses, according to the best immunologists, they build the immune system and prepare it for adulthood. So my children got chicken pox. 
my children and grandkids had mumps, my grandbabies had, had measles, and so we do not look at it as life-threatening. We look at it as a passage to adulthood, and it's been proven that when you get the measles, it will actually protect you from certain types of cervical cancer when you get older. When you get the mumps as a child, it actually protects you versus getting it older. Let's say you got vaccinated, but you still got the mumps when you were older. It's safer to get these illnesses when you're younger mm-hmm. than when you're older. So there's a lot of benefit to getting, including whooping cough. Also, one thing that is in the, in the scientific literature, many of these live viral vaccinations shed. They actually are designed to shed to other people. Let me get down to some stats here. Um, they, they, uh, actually, the CDC said in the year 2000 that measles was eradicated. Do you remember hearing that? Yeah. Oh, we've eradicated polio. We've eradicated measles. Mm-hmm. That is not true. We actually had several cases of measles in this country. And then the same year, they said that we eradicated measles by the vaccine. VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, reported 127 deaths from the measles vaccine. 10% of all the injuries get reported. So, sure, we might not have any measles this year. Oh, by the way, we had 127 deaths from the measles vaccine, and only 10% of all injuries get reported. Right. So, you know, again, parents, what are you thinking? Measles is a normal childhood illness. It's not fun. It's, it's inconvenient. Some children get it worse than others. But basically, for 99% of the children, you get through it within five to seven days. You have lifelong immunity. You require no more vaccinations. And it gives you benefits for other illnesses that you're going to be exposed to as an adult. Dr. Gregory, Gregory Poland, who is, by the way, he's considered the world's most admired advanced thinker in modern vaccinology. This is what he said. 6 for 2014 this was I'm going to pull up my slide. It was posted on 6-4, like I said, and it was um, in the Lawrence Solomon, who's a columnist. And the title of this was, I'm no anti-vaxxer, but the measles vaccine cannot prevent outbreaks. He goes on to say, the vaccine is simply a dud in many failing to provide the protection that they think they have acquired. This leads to a paradoxical situation whereby highly vaccinated or immunized societies, he says this leads to a paradoxical situation where by measles and highly immunized societies occurs primarily among those who were previously immunized. That's mm. a quote from Dr. Poland. Then also, and this is all on my DVD set, um, and this is in 1985 in Texas. They had a huge outbreak. Again, we have outbreaks all over the country, but they only... They only focused on a couple states. In that year, and that was 1985 in, in Texas, the New England Journal of Medicine reported that 99% of the measles outbreaks was in highly vaccinated population. Only 1% of the outbreaks were on unvaccinated children. So well, it, it, no, it's, it's good that you say that because when you read the news articles or Facebook posts where it's, oh, there's an, a measles outbreak in the instant response is, well, that's why you need to get your kids vaccinated. I mean, that is the, right. that, I'm not going to say that I haven't thought that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, like, yeah. out of respect, I may not have said it, but it, again, we're uneducated. At least I am uneducated in that sense to where I'm like, well, that must be the unvaccinated population. You know what I'm saying? And you're here saying, you assume, right? And But here you're saying that 99% of that population was vaccinated. So Exactly. And we find that consistently. I got it for the measles, the mumps, rubella, diphtheria. This is from the measles. It was in PubMed, uh, February 22nd, 2002. Detection of measles uh, virus vaccine in the throat of vaccinated children. And they oh. actually go on to say that these children can shed. If you open up the flu vaccine insert, it says that when you get this flu shot, you could potentially spread it for up to 21 days. Mm. They go on to say, do not be around anybody who's immune compromised. Do not be around pregnant women. And, and it's like, how are you kidding me? Doctors and nurses are told to get the flu shot, and they're in the most immune compromised society. They're in the hospital with people, 
And then they go out into society. They're at the Walmart. They're at this grocery store. They're at church. They're shedding it for up to 21 days. Wow. And, and that's why I'm glad in our last episode, you had talked about doctors really only know about two chapters. They don't study immunization. They study vaccination. And I like that you said that because while I'm taking my two-year-old or four-year-old to the doctors, one of the shame, the, one of the shames I get is, you know, they ask, I, I just don't like the flu shot in general. I vaccinate my kids. I don't like the flu shot. I don't get it. My kids don't get it. We don't get it. And they shame me for it. They verbally come in front of my kids. I don't like that. And I will get very defensive about it. But the common phrase is, well, somebody in the house should get the shot. So that right there tells me they're uneducated. Because if I get the wow. shot, I'm not protecting my kids. I'm putting them at a greater risk unless we uh, technically, unless we all get the shot. Yet I'm being told either me and my wife get the shot or my kids get the shot. So now by study, what, what study says is, well, if me and my wife get the shot, we're likely to give our kids the flu or vice versa. And then you're going to feel bad like, oh, I should have given them the vaccine. I should have given them the vaccine. Right. Exactly. That's a natural so response. To right. Absolutely. It's really crazy, isn't it? Um, I've got the same thing about chickenpox shedding. That's crazy. Chickenpox is actually causing shingles outbreaks in mm. people because the chickenpox virus that I got as a child is now been mutated and is being given to va in vaccinations. And it's a different strain of chickenpox. So your baby goes in. You know, at two or three and gets a chicken pox vaccine, they come home and all of a sudden grandma and grandpa have shingles outbreaks because mm -hmm. they're shedding it to grandma and grandpa. Um, PubMed did a whole article on that. Um, also, they've done several articles on it. This one says transmission of varicella vaccine virus from a healthy 12-month-old child to his pregnant mother. This was PubMed, uh, 1997, July 13th. They've known this for years. But mm. you won't hear about this. Wow. And, and one thing I would like to say is, why is it that we're told to get a flu shot every year and now we got to get a flu shot once to twice a year because it's always changing? Mm. It's going to be no different with the COVID vaccine because the coronavirus, there are hundreds of coronaviruses. They come from animals. They're not right. normally found in humans. And they're also in the flu shot. Your coronaviruses come along with the flu shot and other vaccines. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important for us to be educated on these things. You know, I, and, and I'm just going to take a pause here to say, you know, when I'm talking about ministry or I'm talking about scripture, when I'm talking about theology, and I harp on this all the time, don't expect other people to do all the research for you. Do right. the research yourself. It is so important. You need to know what you believe. You need to know why you believe it. And that way you can truly thrive in life, you know, and you can have some confidence, you know, it's like, well, you know, I'm doing this because my doctor told me this. I'm doing this because I heard somebody. No, you need to do it because you've done the research. And I encourage you all the stuff that Mary is talking about today. Go research it. Go study it, you know, for yourself and for your family. It's so super, super important. And so one of the. So that, that second part of that question was talking a little bit about gender identity confusion. When we inject someone else's fragmented DNA into our children. So talk about that a little bit. Um, an Italian study, and I wish I had it in front of me. Um, Italian study, they actually looked at, I believe it was the measles vaccine, and they found out that it contained 100% DNA from an aborted baby boy. Mm. So when you go and get that vaccination, you're getting male DNA injected into your child. And that can have a profound effect. It also, a lot of the vaccine ingredients are hormone disruptors. And our hormones are at a very delicate balance. It's like this dance throughout our whole life of hormones and your immune system and your brain and your digestive and the gut health and, 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 and all your organs. There's this beautiful dance that's supposed to go on between all of them. They're always communicating with each other and responding to each other. And then we throw these hormone disruptors in there. And no wonder we right. have a whole generation right. of children who are confused. Wow. And, and then it's just terrible what's happening. And, you know, I know God's not happy with it, but, I think we have to be willing to say that it's not their fault, folks. 
Parents mm. are doing this to infants from the time they're born. Mm. And they're, they're causing their bodies to be in a state of confusion. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So basically what you're saying is that in these vaccines, and I think we need to hear this because as Christians, we're pro-life, unabashedly pro-life at every stage. Um, so when we are pro-life as a Christian, you're telling me that in some of these vaccines, there are, or maybe all of them, that there are aborted baby tissue in these vaccines, body, you know, parts of, you know, bodies, tissue, whatever that is in these vaccines. And so if we're saying we're pro-life, I'm going to struggle with saying no to Planned Parenthood, right? So I'm, I'm saying as a Christian, no to Planned Parenthood, but I'm saying yes to vaccines, which is <laughs> we're still pushing that agenda because those vaccines are full of the babies that they're killing. Well, we're pushing it and financing it. Absolutely. And it gets wow. even worse. They have found that if they can deliver a baby whole and alive at about probably six, seven months gestation, five, six, seven months gestation, that that baby is worth more money alive. Mm. So they sell them alive to the big pharmaceutical companies who make vaccinations. And those babies are kept alive until they are dissected without any anesthesia. And those body parts are taken out and they are sold. So not only are we inhumane, not only are we murdering these innocent children who don't have a voice, but we're selling them for big profit. We're selling their organs, their brains, their tissues, and they're making cosmetics out of them. They're putting them in food products to enhance flavor. They're doing all kinds of very evil things with it. In this brochure um, that I mentioned, um, yep. Kevin, and Kyle, this is a brochure that I put together um, with my daughter, who is the president of the Foundation for Pediatric Health. Our mm. goal is to get in the hands of pastors and Christians and people because you need to fight to preserve your religious exemption. Mm, yeah. I cannot, in good conscience, allow them to give me a vaccination that is profiting and making billions, if not trillions, off of aborted fetal cell tissue. And I don't care whether or not you're pro or negative vaccination, there are right now currently, it's Dr. Dietzer did some extreme research on this, there are 23, more than 23 vaccines that are contaminated by the use of aborted fetal cell tissue. There is no law saying that they have to put this in the vaccine ingredients. They're protected from that. And the consumers don't even realize what they're injecting. And so this is where that confusion comes in and where that gender confusion can come from. And so it's very, very, very dangerous. Anybody who wants this brochure, I actually sell them in bulk. If, you're, um, uh, if you have a clinic out there, if you're pro-life, if you're interested in getting this to your church and your pastors, I I'm happy to sell them in bulk. I just contact me and I'll get them to you in bulk. I make no money off of this. Mm. This is part mm. of my ministry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Another question that came in was, um, were the original vaccines that we had years ago, were they safer than the ones that we have today? No, <laughs> actually, <laughs> they really did not understand. They, they even, even today they don't, but they really, nobody really understood the human body. And so I'm going to pull up my um, polio. Um, polio, of course, was the first one that was developed. And I'm just yeah. trying to find it. Give me a second here. Because um, I'd like to reference studies. I, I, I tell people, you know, I'm going to give you a study. You can look it up. You can try to Google it. And by the way, if you have a hard time finding these things, I get it. They are mm -hmm. not making it easy for right. people to find this information. They're mm -hmm. making it as hard as possible. Um, mm -hmm. So um, one thing I will mention here, according to the um, – uh, let's see, National Health Statistics Annual, 1976. They said that all of these infectious killers, that the decline, they, that death rate from all of these infectious killers was declining dramatically towards the end of the 18th century into the 19th century. And they said it was because of improved sanitation, improved nutrition, and, and, and clean water. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand, and again, all this is covered in my DVD. I show you pictures and charts and graphs that back then people did not have sanitation. They mm. had animals that they were raising. 
They were slaughtering the animals. They didn't have warm water and soap. They had outhouses. They had no concept of bacteria and viruses. Um, basically, society was really filthy and dirty. And so these uh, infectious illnesses were very dangerous. But as we improve sanitation, improve the quality of water and nutrition, every single one of these infectious illnesses dropped off dramatically and was almost at a zero when we introduced the polio vaccine. Wow. Okay? And again, I have charts from the CDC showing you this. This isn't based on my opinion. Um, so anyway, so the polio vaccine, which was uh, developed by, uh, of course, Salk, as soon as they released that, within three months, there was a huge outbreak of polio. 70,000 people got polio. Many, many died and many had paralysis. It's called the Cutter Incident, C-U-T-T-E-R. And mm. it was Cutter Lab that made that polio vaccination. And of course, our government at that point, oh my gosh, they were flipping out. I usually, I have charts and I show you um, three months before what the numbers were versus the three months after. But anyway, they immediately hid that from the public. And the next uh, polio vaccine came out made by Sabin. And, and he basically said that all the polio, the following 15, 20 years was directly related to the polio vaccines. Mm. Wow. And polio has not been eradicated. That is definitely not true. What they have done is they have reclassified it. Um, right now, it's called, um, I, found my, I found my slide, it's called non-polio acute flaccid paralysis. And um, basically, uh, Bill Gates took our old polio vaccine into India and back in, in uh, 2012. And I have an article by the refusers, and it's been documented that right after he took that polio vaccine into India, there were 47,500 paralysis cases immediately following that, and they're calling it non-polio acute flaccid paralysis. Hmm. So you get paralyzed, but they aren't calling it polio, and it just so happened it happened to follow right after that vaccination. And so right now there's some lawsuits going against the Gates Foundation. And then all of a sudden, 2014, it started showing up in the United States. Mm -hmm. CNN reported February 27th, 2014, quote, Neurologists have identified five patients who developed paralysis in one or more of their limbs between August 2012 and July 2013. All five children had been vaccinated against the polio virus. Treatment did not seem to help the children regain their motor function. They concluded parents need to know that vaccination is key to preventing polio from returning. Okay? Wow. And, oh, that's not the only one. I've got multiple studies. Are we at all a little bit concerned? <laughs> That Bill Gates, and I'm saying that Bill Gates is somebody that can just get his hands on vaccine. Bill Gates is not in any way, shape, or form in my mind somebody that should even be touching vaccines, be involved in vaccines. Exactly. He needs to stick to computer viruses. Um, Bill, <laughs> yeah. Bill Gates, because he has money and influence, he has got this network set up around the country. It is a web that you would not believe of all of these countries who are now investing in what Bill Gates is involved in. And that's a whole another two hour program. Um, but I have um, articles here from the New York times, October 28, 2014, uh, basically saying more than 50 children in 23 States have had mysterious episodes of paralysis to their arms or legs, according to the data gathered by the center for disease control. The cause is unknown. Okay. Then another one uh, on CNN health, Six cases of rare polio-like illness diagnosed in children in Minnesota. And then if you want, people, you can look this up yourself. You can go onto YouTube and put in Bill Gates population control and vaccines. And you will pull up a video of him doing a TED Talk. And he says right in there, we must reduce the population. We must get it down to zero. And the best way to do that is through better family services referencing abortion, better family planning, limiting the number of children you can have, and, quote, better vaccination. Wow. Wow. And when you look deeper, you find out that many of the vaccines that our, our country and many countries are getting are causing ovarian failure. We have a huge problem right now with young women who cannot get pregnant in this country. Mm. And that's no accident. Okay? Mm. Look it up. Come to your own conclusion. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, the word that keeps 
coming to mind as you were talking is agenda. It's an agenda. There's, you know, and, and I'm not, I am farthest person away from conspiracy theory. I'm just not that guy. But I will tell you, there comes a point when we have to realize the truth. Like it, you know, and, and a lot of times the truth shows up and it doesn't, it, it takes us off guard because we've been taught or told the same thing over and over and over and over again. We've been, what you said on the last show, indoctrinated. We've been yeah. indoctrinated with things. And we say on this drop at the beginning of the show, you know, I say, you know, there's not a shortage of information, but there is a shortage of truth. And again, mm-hmm. we see it again. We have all kinds of information, but we don't have a lot of truth. Absolutely. So one of the other questions from the listeners, and then I want to kind of play devil's advocate, is how do we safely detox from vaccines? Because right now we have religious exemption. And, and, and what happens if we have to get a vaccine like the COVID vaccine? If they say it's mandatory, how do we safely detox or what does that look like just detoxing from this stuff first of all the covid vaccination is a first time novel vaccine it is completely different than all the other vaccines i still believe they used a human aborted fetal tissue to make it It is an rna vaccine it is an experiment animal studies when they studied a, a small group of monkeys they were all sick and they all were very very ill after it it is not safe Um, Even Dr. Fauci comes out and says that we know some people are going to get sick, some people are going to die, but we're going to, you know, we've got to do this, we've got to do this in order to open up our country, and and what we're going to do is is as we do this more and more, we'll get safer at it. Folks, guess what? I'm not taking it. My grandchildren aren't taking it. My children aren't taking it. I know thousands of parents out there who aren't going to take it, Um, and, and this might mean that there might be a civil war on our, on our land because this is a big deal. If they can force you to wear a mask in your house and in your car, and if they can force you to socially separate, I mean, they're forcing us to do all kinds of things that, that we have never, ever had to do before. Mm. And I'm not buying it. Mm. And, and, and so and that's my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there is no easy way to detox, especially with a COVID vaccination that we know little about. But, I will tell you this, if you have a fully vaccinated child or even a partially vaccinated child, or you yourself have been doing the flu shots and you're not well, you have to do some specialized lab testing. My daughter, Dr. Renee Hunter, is an, um, she has an integrative clinic where we do this. You have to go to an integrative functional medical doctor. Your doctor who vaccinated you will most likely not be of any help. You have to find doctors who, number one, are aware. They have walked away from traditional training in medicine and they have branched out into what is called functional medicine. They have learned how to repair the body and they do it through the detoxification process. But it requires a lot of lab work. You have to look at gut health. Um, We usually start with the gut Mm. because there's a gut brain connection. Whatever you eat ends up in the brain. So we have to look for leaky gut. We have to look for fungal infections and parasitic activity and also uh, pathogenic bacteria in the gut. Um, You have to look at their nervous system. I am a huge, huge supporter and fan of, of, of chiropractic care because it helps reestablish nervous system function. You have to look at brain toxicity, uh, heavy metal toxicity. So this is not easy, but mm. you have to do it under physician care. I do consultations with people to help direct them to a physician to mm-hmm. help explain the different lab tests that might be needed. I'm not a doctor. I don't give medical advice. I simply give you the information that I've acquired over the last 30, 40 years. I've actually put on conferences on this so I can help people. I can really save you a lot of time and energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can get a consultation from my website, but it's not easy. It's not simple. I always say to parents, when's the best time to stop poisoning your children? Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Before Kevin plays devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. um, there's always been this thought, and maybe maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You can help me with this. Are schools allowed to tell you you cannot allow your child to be enrolled because they don't have certain vaccinations? Very good question. Um, it depends on the state that you're in. I was in Michigan, and for 26 years, I, I told you I was the director of vaccine research and ed for a group there. We have three exemptions because of that group. It is now called Michigan for Vaccine Choice. We were watchdogging this. We were on it. 
Um, we have a religious exemption, we have a philosophical exemption, and then we also have a medical exemption in Michigan. Many, many states have lost those rights. Uh, Big Pharma gets in there, they, they pay money to all of these senators and congressmen to get them in office, and then the favor is we're gonna get rid of these rights for the people. If you have a religious exemption in your state, you had better get involved and you had better start protecting that religious exemption. California, um, Mississippi, New York, um, all have lost their, their religious exemption. Mm. Uh, New Jersey almost lost it. The people fought up against it and they still have it. But if you have a religious exemption, my gosh, you had better fight for that religious exemption because that is what can get your children into school. Mm. Um, people say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, then go take the vaccine. Good luck to you. Right. Okay. I personally believe that I am created in his image, that he made me without flaw. Not that I'm perfect, but I have an immune system. And that's what my book goes into. How do we recognize what immune system looks like? How does it function when it's working? Instead of drugging your children, what does that look like? And how can you support natural immunity? And it takes about seven or eight years to develop. Fevers are part of that process. Swollen glands and body rashes are all part of that process. You have to continue to educate yourself so that you know how to best protect your children. Yeah, I as a Christian, you know, I talk to our Christians out there. You know, is it really hard to believe that God, you know, who's the creator of this universe, would make our bodies good enough and well enough? to be able to take care of itself. I mean, is that really hard to believe that this awesome creator that hung the stars in the sky and that keeps the, the world spinning and that all of these billions of galaxies that we have and, you know, could he not make us to where our immune system just functions properly? Like I, I, and I, so I think we have to really, when, you know, cause We've been indoctrinated again with so much junk science that we're not under, we're not even thinking properly. And I think it's it's time for us to really go back and say, who who do we serve? Who is our creator? Who made us? And it doesn't mean, you know, and I understand because sent into the, into the world, you know, we have some illnesses and things and all of that. I, I totally get that. But don't you believe that God has placed just natural things. And we, we're, we can't even get into that right now, but the natural supplements, natural uh, things that, that grow from the ground to help us with all of these things. We have essential oils. We have, I mean, there's so many things that God has blessed us to know about, but because it doesn't it does, here we go with the agenda again. It doesn't further the agenda of big pharma. It doesn't make a lot of money. People don't talk about it. But I will tell you, my family uh, is one of them. Right before I got on this show today, I had some. I, had, I was having some stomach issues. First thing I did, I went. I got my essential oil, and I, you know, I put it in some water because I have the kind that you can digest. And I have none of those issues that I was having before this show. So. You know, and I, I was the guy I made fun of my wife when she she had a friend and she, you know, she's like she had the oil for headaches and the oil for ev- I mean everything. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, if you think that putting oil in the back of your ear is going to you know help your headache, you're crazy, you know. And then she said, you know what, listen, just try it. I've tried it and I will tell you and I'm not I don't get paid from any any oil companies or anything like that. <laughs> but but uh but I will tell you that these are things that work and we need to get back to natural remedies. We need to get back to allowing God to to have our immune system do what he created it to do. It's to function properly on its own. There's a couple of things I would like to make about that. So first of all, healthy people don't need doctors or drugs. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I kid you not, while raising five children, my oldest is 40, my youngest is 27, we did not fill one prescription. I think I one time bought cough medicine over the counter. I gave it to my daughter and she threw it up and I went, well, I guess we're not doing that. <laughs> um, and that was years ago. And then now mo- mothers and fathers have more 
Oh my gosh, you can buy so many wonderful natural things to put in ear for ear infection, uh, throat sprays, whatever. There's so many things that you have, mom and dad. There's no more excuses except for not knowing. Secondly, I think it's extremely arrogant that man thinks that they can tame or control bacteria and viruses that play a critical role on this earth and that were put here by God for a reason. Who do we think we are that we can control viruses? There are hundreds of thousands of viruses. And big farmers trying to get us into thinking that they have a handle on this. There are hundreds of coronaviruses. When you get a a test right now for COVID-19, you're not getting a COVID-19 test. You're getting a test to see if you have coronavirus. If you've gotten a vaccine that contains animal products, which all of them do, if they don't contain human, they're containing animal, you already got the COVID uh, virus in you. Mm. You've got Lyme in you. You've got all kinds of things in you from those vaccines. So it's all, I believe, a huge scam. Mm. And it's time, my, you know, the Bible says my people perish due yeah. to lack yeah. of understanding. 100%. And it also says that we need to renew our mind. Yeah. And yeah. then it also says that we are not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we have to decide where we're going to focus and how we're going to raise our children. And are we going to let them be in the world and part of that system that is designed to harm them? Or are we going to take responsibility? Mark Twain said, Mm. it is easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Hmm. Mm. Great quote. And that's the truth. Isn't it the truth? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So in our last a little bit that we have with you. And I appreciate so much you coming on again and just going through these questions with us. I want to play devil's advocate because I know that there are people out there that are just saying they're having a hard time understanding and, and really, you know, putting their arms around this. So what has, so what happens? So say today we all stop vaccinating. Okay. What does our world look like? Because Doctors would tell us if we all stopped vaccinating right now, we'd all be dead by the time. I mean, because of all the viruses would come back, all of the diseases, polio, all these things would come back. What, what would our world look like in the next 20 years if we just stopped vaccinating everyone right now? Well, first of all, this concept of herd immunity, I like to call it community immunity. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm in my 60s. And I would be willing to bet that everyone out there who's 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, did not get 38 vaccines by the time they were 18 months. They might not have ever had that many vaccines. They might not have ever had an MMR. Um, I would be willing to bet that all of the baby boomers right now listening to this have not had these vaccines unless Mm. they're a nurse. And if they're a nurse, they might've had the flu shot or the hep B shot. But needless to say that right now, all the baby boomers out there are not protected with all these vaccines, and yet somehow they're alive, Mm. okay? (laughs) The whole concept of herd immunity is a theory. It's never been done. They say that you have to have about 90% of the population fully vaccinated in order to have herd immunity. So first of all, that's not going to happen. That isn't happening now, and it never will around the world. As far as I'm concerned, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Secondly, vaccinations do not give you immunity. They suppress your immune system and cause a different reaction. Mm-hmm. All of this is covered in my DVD and also in my book on natural mm-hmm. immunity. I mm-hmm. quote two very good immunologists. Vaccinations do not lead to immunity. They are immune suppression and they cause your body to react differently than it would if it was exposed naturally. Now, I'm not saying that we haven't caused a problem because a lot of people right now who are in their 30s and 40s did get a bunch of vaccines. They will not have the robust immune system that I have mm. or that you have or that other 40, 50, 60-year-olds have because they, you know, they, they got a lot of vaccines. They're going to have to focus on promoting their health naturally, and they might have some issues. Okay, I, I don't know, but I will tell you this. Even 50% of our population isn't vaccinated right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doing more vaccines is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they, you know, all of the junk that comes in a vaccine along with the viruses is just, abs- it's Franken science. And so um, <laughs> that's why they're looking at new 
it's that's what I call it, Frankenstein. That's why they're looking at new Love RNA it. vaccines. Yeah. Because the, the vaccines that all your children get are made on dead animal parts. They have animal viruses in them. Mm. And mm. that's, again, in my DVD. I go into all the animals and all the parts and how they produce them. It's really, it's really quite grotesque. Mm. Um, and they're, they're filthy. By nature, they're filthy. So I think the answer is, is number one, if you're going to consider not getting vaccinations, you better learn about how to promote your immune system. A lot of that can be done through detoxing. As we said, it's not always simple. But nutrition, eating organic, getting toxins out of your world. I do a whole lecture on raising children nature's way where I go into what do we have to do in our homes to detoxify our home, to create mm. a clean environment for your children. Um, they're, they're even finding glyphosate in vaccines now. Mm. Yeah. It's been wow. found in many vaccines. So did I answer your question? You did. You did. Absolutely. Yeah. What about, so, you know, as a Christian, you hear this a lot, even with the whole vaccine thing is saying, look, I'm protecting my fellow brother. I'm protecting my fellow sister. If I get the vaccine, I'm protecting him as a Christian. Shouldn't I want to protect my fellow brother or sister? What do you say to that? First of all, majority of the vaccines that you're getting are shedding. Mm. So you have a brand new baby. You're coming home from the hospital. The hospital says, oh, you better have a DTAP vaccine. Remember the big bag wolf on the news and on the, on the, on the, the t- television commercial? The, big, the grandma turns into the big bad wolf? <laughs> well, they give mom and dad a new DTAP vaccine, which is the diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus. Why a tetanus vaccine? Come on now. They give grandma and grandpa. Parents go home and they say, if you want to come see my baby, you got to get your DTAP vaccine. you got to get a new vaccine. So all of these people are going to see a baby who just got a vaccine where it is proven in the literature that your baby will be exposed to pertussis viruses from everybody who just got the vaccine. Wow. What about your aunt that's on chemotherapy and she wants to see the baby or your grandma that's um, uh, suffering with autoimmune problems and wants to see the baby or your brother or sister that's already got an autoimmune problem and wants to see the baby. They're all immune compromised. So you are exposing your own family members to the pertussis toxin that comes with that vaccine. Measles vaccine, chickenpox vaccine, shingles vaccine, polio vaccine, all do the same thing. They are designed to shed. Mm. Mm. Uh, Uh, One more thing I would like to say. I do a lot to promote my health. I... I've been studying it. I go out of the way. I raise my children. We, I do a lot to promote my health, and then I'm not afraid of a virus. If you choose to eat bad, microwave your food, eat fast food, eat a lot of sugar, eat a lot of junk, smoke cigarettes, drink a lot of alcohol, do a lot of prescription drugs, and you're immune compromised, that is not my fault, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't ask me to compromise my Religious standards, my conscientious stand. I mean, I am conscientiously objecting to this. Don't ask me to compromise my body to protect you if you haven't done what you need to do for you. Right. You want the vaccine? Also, if they protect you, why should you be concerned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Either yeah. they protect you or they don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say, oh, well, there's always a subset of people in, the, in society that don't respond to the vaccination appropriately. Mm. Well, I'm not responsible for them. And who are they? And, and prove to me, prove to me that by me getting a vaccine, I'm going to protect them if they don't oh. respond to the vaccine either. I mean, it's all junk science. Mm. It's propaganda. Mm. And it's, it's all, the, the whole purpose of it is really to fear you into doing what they want you to do. And I'm not buying it. I don't, mm. I don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I am a mask refuser. In fact, I'm on the corner of my street in downtown Charleston every other Sunday with signs and a megaphone saying, I, I will not wear a mask. By wearing a mask, you are reducing your oxygen level by 20%. You are breathing in your toxins that your body's exhaling. OSHA has studies on this. And so, I mean, it's really lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, and people not thinking for themselves. They're just being spoon-fed all of this and they they believe it. Wow. Wow. 
what about people who delay their their vaccine? So I, I know that some people they say, hey, listen, I don't pump my kids with all this all at one time. You know, I just kind of do it on a delayed schedule. What would you I mean, what would you say to those those parents? Well, your child might be a little less at risk, but mm-hmm. do you know one vaccine can kill? One vaccine can kill. Hmm. It depends on your child. It depends on where they're at. It depends on if they're male or female. Um, I, I have known adults who got one hepatitis B shot and it killed them. I know an adult who was a professor at a New York University and took a hepatitis A vaccine to take a group to Europe on a field trip. And he regressed into adult autism. His parents called me and were trying to help him. He was a grown adult professor who was locked in his bedroom, suffering with severe anxiety and autism as an adult from one vaccine. Wow. Wow. The question is, are you willing to risk taking that chance with your child? Mm. And if I told you, this is the truth. If I told you that the risk right now in, in vaccinating your child is one in well, right now, our, our, our statistics are 1 in 38 kids have autism. And if I said, okay, there's 1 in 38 chance that you're going to get autism by taking this vaccine, would you risk taking that vaccine? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. We have to apply rationale and reasoning. And mm-hmm. we have to think logically about these things. And we can't let fear of the virus or the, the, the illness or whatever you know, direct our path. There is so much risk. I could go on and on and on talking about the hundreds of parents I've met face-to-face at conferences where I've spoken who come up to me with a picture of their baby who died right after vaccines. And, wow. and one of the problems is our autopsies are not designed to look for vaccine injury. They refuse. Hmm. Hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So after hearing all of this and and all of this information, what, I mean, what are some things that you feel like people can do to, you know, like boost their immune systems or, you know, because obviously, you know, if, if somebody stops vaccinating, they feel like somehow that they're at risk. And I know we need to eat right. I mean, that's, that's one thing. Um, and I'm preaching to myself on that one. Uh, we need to eat right. But but by the same token, we really, really need to understand all the natural things that are out there. And I know you've got some on the website, and I, I will tell, I encourage anybody, go to her website, look at all the research she's done. She's done so much work for all of us. Go there, read what she has there. But if, if you know, but it's just in our last few minutes, could you just tell us maybe something that we could do to boost our immune system um, for, for these type of things? Okay, so depending upon, let's say you have an, a child who's doing well. They mm-hmm. seem to be learning well. They seem to be like they're eating well. They're not too picky. They mm-hmm. don't have skin rashes. They don't have any, you know, um, signs of ADD, attention deficit hyperactivity, or, or they, they seem fairly normal. And now you decided, I'm not going to vaccinate. I'm going to do more research, but I want to help my child. Get rid of all the sugar, the junk, the garbage. Go to grass-fed meat. Go to um, farm-raised, uh, you know, grass. Uh, I'm sorry, free-range chickens. Start cleaning up their diet. Start eliminating the pop tarts, the sugary foods. Start looking at at ingredients in your um, when you go shopping. Start eliminating high fructose corn syrup. Start really looking at what you're putting in their mouth because mm. our food is also our medicine. Mm. When your children start to run a fever or start to show signs of an illness. Before you run and put a drug in them, do some research. Find out, is this a normal immune reaction? Um, My baby's running a fever. The fever is actually part of your immune system working. When my kids ran a fever, I said, praise God, you're running a fever. This is amazing. This Mm. means you have to lay down, rest a little bit. We're going to give you lots of fluids. And and within a few hours, you'll be back to normal. And they always were. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying don't medicate. That's up to you. But I never medicated because I understand the role of the fever in the human body. Mm. And so, again, I go into that in both my DVD and especially my book. Um, but learn to, un- learn to recognize the immune system functioning and working and realize that that's how God created it. And so some of these normal childhood illnesses, we don't need to be afraid of them. Yeah. 
Then do everything in your power to detox their environment. Mm-hmm. Everything that you can. Pull the toxin. You know, I, when I see these commercials on TV about Febreze and Lysol, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I don't have an antibacterial anything in my house. Mm. Bacteria are a part of life. By using it on our hands, we're hurting our body. Mm. Wash your hands with soap and water. Keep your house clean. Um, if I want to disinfect something, I take water and I throw a little alcohol in it. And I spray my kitchen counters once a week. But Lysol and Febreze and all these things we're spraying in our air and we're breathing them in are toxic for us. Mm. Um, so you have to detox your world. Look at your laundry soap. Look at your, 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 your body products, your um, shampoo, your conditioner, your body lotions. Uh, go to natural oils. Start detoxing their world. Then... Get some nutritional testing done. Make sure they get out, they get their feet in the dirt, they get their feet in the sand, in the grass. Make sure they get sunshine. Yeah. We have been lied to about sunshine. Hmm. Your children need natural vitamin D from sunshine exposure. And that doesn't mean you slab them up with a bunch of sunscreen. It means you get them out there for a half an hour of sun and then you cover them or you put on natural sunscreen that isn't full of toxins mm. yeah yeah we can we yeah because that whole sunscreen conversation could be a whole nother show <laughs> yeah. you know what I, I actually have a whole lecture on this and i'm, yeah, I'm gonna I make bet. my next my next book is going to be on this topic mm. because we throw so many toxins on our children that you know we all have our toxin bucket and it's called our liver and that liver can only handle so much and then mm-hmm. it spills over into the other organs. And if you're filling the kid's toxic bucket, eventually it's going to spill into the rest of their body and cause problems. So yeah. we have to empty the bucket. We have to do it gradually. And if they're injured, I can, I can direct you on how to begin that process and get you to the right doctors who can help you with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, her name is Mary Toko. She is the expert on vaccines and the immune system. Please go to her website. It's childhoodshots.com. Again, that's childhoodshots.com. She's got just so many resources there just to guide you through this and reach out to her and get some consultation. If you feel like you want to go further, reach out to her and get some consultation. Uh, I think that would be uh, super important to her, uh, to you. And then Mary's got a a holistic heritage series that she has. Uh, She also has her book. Uh, immune development, a deeper understanding of our immune system. Uh, that's available on Amazon, Kindle. It's also available at her store. So definitely online. So definitely take advantage of that as well. And then Mary also has 50% off. And, and Mary, you can tell us a little bit about that. So this DVD series is an accumulation of about 38 years of my research. Every single slide is full of medical documentation, scientific research, and facts. Mm-hmm. And I got, I cover a lot on it. Um, there's, like I said, there's six DVDs. The first one is vaccine history, polio, and the decline of life-threatening diseases. The second one is natural immune basics. Part three is man-made toxins, ingredients, and vaccines, medical studies, documenting injury. Part four is herd immunity deception. Do vaccines protect? Can vaccines cause outbreaks of vaccine-preventable diseases? Part five is vaccines and autism. Has the study been done? Have all the vaccines been examined? Can vaccines cause autism? And part six is congressional hearings on autism, influenza vaccine, HPV vaccine, and more. Mm-hmm. And if you want this right now, it's normally $60. Um, it's probably about seven or eight hours worth of watching on your TV at your convenience. Um, but I'm, I'm, I have a 50% off if you use the um, code VAX, V-A-X 2020 on the checkout page. You will automatically get 50% off of this DVD series. Then I will also ship you a booklet that I have that covers the aluminum and thimerosal in the vaccines. And I will also send along free um, the booklet that I have on the aborted baby tissue and vaccinations Mm -hmm. and a lot of my business cards, because my goal is to turn you into foot soldiers. I can't reach everybody. Yeah. But if I give you 10 of my business cards that have my website and information on it, and you hand it to somebody you know, your teacher, your best friend, your pregnant sister, your, your mother that's a nurse, or your dad, or somebody in the family, or anybody you know, 
they might just go and start looking at some of the research that I have for free on my website. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, you've heard it, folks. Uh, go to our website, uh, childhoodshots.com. Kyle, tell us where we go to uh, continue to follow this show. Yeah, you guys, we can uh, be followed on social media. So Facebook at Thinking Out Loud Podcast, Instagram at Thinking underscore Out Loud Podcast, and then Twitter at Thinking Out Loud Podcast. Hashtag Thinking Out Loud we also have a YouTube page. You can find that on our website. You can find the YouTube page linked on our social media pages. Again, these videos of our audio here will be on YouTube. So you'll be able to see all the resources that Mary was talking about as she held them up on the screen. If you go to our YouTube page, watch the video, and you'll be able to find us there as well. Yeah, and you'll also be able to hear um, this show in its entirety on our website, along with you know going to Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio, Google Play, we're everywhere. So just go, whatever you have, if you're an Apple user, go to Apple Podcasts, just a little purple icon on your phone. Um, if you are an Android user, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, any of those, we're everywhere. So uh, just check us out. Our website is thinkingoutloudmedia.com, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. And we're excited and so grateful, Mary, for you to come on. We just, we are, we're just ecstatic. And I know our listeners are going to just get, just, they got a wealth of information. When they go to your website, they're going to get even more information. I'm excited what they're going to see there. And thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I'm really happy you had me on. And um, I'm looking forward to doing more in the future with you both. That'd be wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mary. So we're looking forward to being with you guys again next week. So have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.